The Three Guys Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Three Guys Podcast slash BNAS Business Chat slash maybe some chat on some some music and pop culture and that kind of stuff with a big friend of the the Three Guys Podcast, Tom Counts. Uh, I want to welcome Tom back to the podcast. He's been on a few times, had some fun discussions. We've talked some music, his wife's his wife's uh, his wife's company. Take a listen to those in our, in our, in our archives. So, uh, welcome back, Tom. Welcome back. How are you doing, Ryan. man? I'm doing fantastic. And thank you for having me on again. It's always an honor and a privilege to be here. Uh, but mostly, you're one of the few people that actually gets me to giggle. So, I always love chatting with you. And it was, it was great uh, bumping into you in Vegas. So, that was a treat. Yeah, you know what? Um, it's funny because I wasn't planning on going. We had a, we had a, we recorded a couple um, couple weeks couple weeks a couple weeks ago a couple of months ago we had a, we recorded we talked about IMAX in that episode and what IMAX was and I wasn't expecting to go but it was one of the most intense events I've ever been to and I've been to my fair share and um, without boring listeners to death about my travels um, <laughs> it was it's morning noon and night in Vegas and I was tucked in pretty early. That is a that is a side note to the listeners. I was tucked in fairly early, but it is it is pretty intense. And what's funny, and maybe our listeners, those who travel on business and sales and stuff, will appreciate this. You're on you're on stage from when you go to the at least if you're coming from Boston, you're on stage from when you get to the airport to when you are picking up your luggage at the airport. <laughs> and that's not that's you know it's something uh, it's a good uh, it's a good experience to do it maybe at, at least once. So. Yeah, it was a, and you were there talking about your your new your new endeavor, which we're gonna get to in a, in a bit called get, getting local. I'm really excited to hear about your your new endeavors and sort of um, uh, what you're up to. But man, before we do that, we have to do our three guys kind of having fun segment. I'm gonna start naming these segments. I'm gonna take ownership and just start saying we're gonna name segments. So, all right, I'm gonna go to the one. I'm gonna go to the ones I kind of teed up for you. Have you had you give you that you had a chance to sort of to think about. And the first one has to do with music because we had a really good discussion on on 80s hair metal. I think it was season one. And it was one of the most popular episodes that year. I was just checking it. It actually continues to get downloads. People love people love their music. People love hard rock. People love hair metal, man. So um, my question for you, and this doesn't have to be a movie that hits that particular decade, if you will, but um, what is your favorite music bioepic movie? Okay, well, I'm gonna go with Spinal Tap, followed closely <laughs> by the Motley Crue movie. Uh, yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking that um, I'd have to make a hard choice between uh, Elton John and Queen, but I'm gonna go <laughs> with Spinal Tap because it's just so damn funny. I know it's a fake band and all that stuff, yeah. but it's hysterical, and um, I love the Motley Crue movie. Yeah, that, I, I I did see that. That was that was really good. And it's funny when you see old videos of them kind of back that were recorded earlier in their time together and kind of confirming that that journey. It's 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 interesting. Yes, we do we do like Molly Prue on on this show. So um again, take take a listen to that. Take a listen to that um that episode. Actually I had I had a follow-up on 
the um that question because I thought you were gonna say because you're a 70s guy too. You know, we talk in our in that chat when you talk about 70s music, 70s uh rock and roll. I thought for sure you were gonna say the doors. Were you a doors guy? Absolutely. Love, love, love the doors. And I think No One Here Gets Out Alive is one of the best books I've ever read. And I read that uh, sophomore year in high school. And, you know, like sophomore year in high school was not that long after he died. That was like 1981, you know? Yeah. And he died in what, 72 or something, 70 or 72 or something? Yeah, yeah. So it it just all seemed pretty recent. And, but they've, they've kept their airplay going. I mean, the band has made a statement. If, if, if you go back and look at who won band of the year in 67, 68, musician of the year, it was Ray Manzarek and, of course, The Doors and uh, Morrison won vocalist of the year. They were huge. I mean, you can't understate how monstrous they were in in the business. And I listen, yeah. I, I listen to them on a regular basis. And I actually like reading some Jim Morrison poetry once in a great while. Got yeah, really? Okay. 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 Yeah. I, and that, I didn't, quite frankly, I didn't see the movie, but I know it got, I should see it. It got really great reviews. I think Val Kilmer. Yes. Him? It was Val, Val Kilmer. And I thought it was, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, no doubt about it. Yeah. I should, um, I should have that to my list. I thought it was a very good movie, but. There was more sex in the Motley Crue movie, so you know, that, <laughs> you know what? The, you know, actually, you know what? And not not to go off on on movies, I really want to. I really um, want to get talking about get, getting local, but but I, I definitely want to touch on these things. The good Motley Crue. It's not really a Motley Crue movie, um, but there was a. I think it was over the pandemic or on the back end of the pandemic. Pandemic it came out. It was a. It was a series about when the Tommy Lee's and. Pamela Anderson's um, sex tape got stolen. Yeah. It was on Hulu, I think. Did you? I, I saw it. Sebastian Stan played. Um, I thought that was better. I'm not saying better. I thought it was as good as because it talked a little bit about him and the band, and when they, were, you know, it just it just kind of intertwined a little bit, which I thought was yeah. I thought was pretty interesting. And then I thought that that's I like Sebastian Stan. Yeah, I thought I thought he played him. He played him re- really well. So I didn't that was realize. What an asshole he was! I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It just took you a couple episodes to, to to see that. I I kind of fumbled a little bit. Um, Amy's company, it's CBD oil. Amy's yeah. own CBD oil, and um, again, I you know I think she had a three guys podcast promo going out there, but definitely check it out. Check out her website, CBD oil. See, um, shout out the website real quick, Tom. Amy's own dot com. A m y s o w n dot com. Yeah, thank you for that. I, f- I fumbled that and in the intro, so I wanted you to. She's run. she's doing great with it. I I felt a little guilty leaving the company to take on my new role, but it was just something I wanted to be part of. So yeah. no, and she, I, I, she's understanding and sends her best regard. She's yeah, uh, in she's Florida also, right now. Oh, I'm so I'm so much. Yeah, it was weather. seventy and sunny there today. Yeah, we come off a nice weekend, but uh, yeah, to, today I think the next couple is gonna be rough. Okay, I want to do the last one, and then we'll we'll shift over, and, and we'll and we'll we'll get going, we'll hit the gas. Um, and again, I could have probably put seventies or eighties, but what is what we'll say? What seventies or eighties trend do you wish would come back in style? Um. Uh-huh. 
you know, I've been thinking about this and I was going to say the mullet, you know, naturally let's, let's have the mullet come back, man. Um, you know, back when my hair was, uh, like down to my shoulders in in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, but mullets only look good. Like on some people like yeah. Billy, Billy Ray's, uh, is, is one guy that made it look good. And, and of course, Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, I, I've seen some pretty cool tie dyes lately and I I'm all over that. And you know, the, in the, the tie dyes in the seventies were like, you took your, your dad's old t-shirts and, and, you know, you could wrap them in rubber bands and get some dye. Uh, now, I mean, they're pretty high tech. I mean, they got, it's, it's really wild. Some of them. So (laughs) I hope that comes back. That'd be good, good. I think, but I mean, all kidding aside, I think the, the the music of that time is coming back. I think you look at, you know, just the, I mean, a lot of those bands are touring. They're selling out stadiums and arenas. So clearly, um, I think the music scene from that time, not to, no, not to, not to beat a dead horse on this, because I've like we talked about it a few times, but I do think the music of that time, just having fun, feeling good. You know, you listen to like some GNR, to the Body Crew, Def Leppard, that so that concert we went to, and that that stuff is uh is still pretty big. Even when they small, like you know, I saw I won't go into the band name, doesn't really matter, but I saw an, an 80s act, and I think it was like a bowling alley or something, and it was it was still crowded, man. He, he packed it out. So, um, anyway, all good, man. We always uh, thank you for playing along with that, Tom. We always we always like to have some fun and break the ice a little bit before we get going. So, um, I feel like I have to break the ice with you, Tom. I've known you for a long time, and uh, I always I always enjoy our, our chats, whatever it may be, um, that uh, we're doing at the time. So. But you are joining us today for your most recent endeavor on getting local. Um, yeah. And you shared with me that you joined this company fairly recently. It was why you were at that um, convention a couple weeks ago in, in Vegas. So um, so, but, uh, so, tell me a little, just kind of give the overall picture of what it is, maybe a little bit of the, of the, of the background of, of the company, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. All right. So um, these two gentlemen. Uh, Vito Pagano and um, Pete Daly, very intelligent people that can actually write programs for uh, algorithms and write code. And I mean, these guys are brilliant. And so they were in the banking business years ago. They found a new way to do something in moving money around online. They patented it and then they uh, built the business up and sold it. And then they spent like a year traveling around to like every four seasons on the planet because they had some money and they were just enjoying their family and life because they'd been working hard. And the idea came up as they're waiting to try to talk to a concierge that wouldn't it be great if, you know, we had something that you could hold on your iPhone and have it show where all the restaurants are, where all the attractions are, the tours um, and in addition to that, you could also put hotel information on there so you don't have to uh, open a book. You know, it's days of COVID still running through, right? Yeah. So anything that a guest does not have to touch that, you know, is a plus. Mm-hmm. So when they came back from their, their year of traveling, they got to work on uh, 
really designing this. And what they had to do is they had to re reverse engineer um, the QR code so that it would pull up a smart cloud platform. Okay. That it's, it's really basically like an app, but being that it's triggered with a QR code, people are much more apt to do it because when mm -hmm. you download an app, it's like, takes me 10, 15 minutes. So you don't even know if you have the right one, you know? So anyways, it's, um, um, they start, they started this, they have written all of the, the languages involved. It took like mm -hmm. five years to do. It's just coming out now. And so basically what you do is you put a QR code on your front desk and um, it's, it'll say, you know, the, the, the Hilton Palmer house, um, you know, destination guide. Yeah. And then, so it's not, it's not like anyone's downloading, getting local. It's powered by, by getting local, but gotcha. it's customized for each hotel. If you're standing at the front door of the hotel, you can tell that there's an Italian restaurant half a block down the street, mm -hmm. but there's another Italian restaurant, you know, with a five-star rating six blocks away. And you can click on tours. You can click on, um, just things to do is one of the topics and you can um, you can put information from the hotel on it. So it really is a marketing tool. But one of the things that it does, we've been seeing that when people download this, we, we can do pop-ups and we could have it so that um, the first, after five clicks, it'll say, um, would you like to join Hilton Honors? All right. So we're steering people towards loyalty programs. And then after 10 clicks or whatever you want to set it at, um, it can say, would you like to put me on your home screen? Mm -hmm. And when they do that, then the next time they come to your hotel, they're going to we can set it up so that through getting local, we can get them to the Hilton uh, website to mm -hmm. book a reservation. OK, so. What we found out is that there's 51% of the transient reservation, reservations are through an online travel agent. And you know what the commission is for online travel agents, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, it starts at 15. It can go up to 35%, yeah. which is an enormous guest acquisition cost. Yeah. All right. So they've done the job. They got the people to your hotel, but it's really taken away all the profit from it. So what we found is that the second and third and fourth time that that guest stays at your hotel and they book direct, you're saving huge money. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 really meant to take care of predominantly the guests, it gives them a tool that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And you know what it's like in the hotel business when a meeting breaks and 50 people are waiting to figure out where they're going to go to lunch. Um, that's when having a QR code as a backup for the concierge is just a yeah. great thing. And you think about how many hotels have cut back the hours on concierge, yeah. how many hotels have um, don't even have a concierge anymore. So it's it's a great tool for, for the guests. I think the staff are going to love it. And those in place are getting rave reviews right now. But the ownership is probably going to reap the biggest benefit by reducing that acquisition cost. So I want to, Tom, I want to go back a little bit. There's so much there to kind of go to, to go into, but I want to go back to some of the, one of the first things you said um, was Vito. So tell me a little bit how you met Vito, your interactions with him and how you got going yourself with, with the company. Okay. So a very good friend of mine in the hotel business, um, 
was approached by Vito and Pete to cover their entire brand. And so they, they're working on that. It's still illegal. It might be illegal for six or eight more years. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so then um, they, they said to him, they said, you know, we're looking for someone to get this out to the hotel market. Yeah. And so I, um, he mentioned my name. And so they called me and I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, I just thought that this is the next step in, in destination discovery guides. I mean, you know, the rack brochure is a thing of the past, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and yeah. you think, you think about all the stuff that, that, um, like concierges are being run by tour companies. So they're trying to guide people towards their particular tour bus. Right. Um, and, and it looks like on the face that they're a hotel employee, but this is pretty popular uh, these days to do that, just to reduce the the cost. So I think it's going to benefit the guests enormously. So Tom, one of the things you, you talked a lot about cost savings, that's the sub, yeah. that's one of your thing. That's a big thing. Anytime you sell anything, I don't care what you're selling. It's always about cost and value, right? Cost savings and yeah. value. Um, what's funny is you met, and I saw it on the website, and you talked about it. Was the guest experience of yeah. you're someplace and you you want to go somewhere? The first thing we're all going to do is Google. You know, I right. when I'm anywhere, I do the I go to the Google map, uh, not Google map, but Google location or whatever the heck that thing is called. So why? So so Derek's traveling. He's in Vegas. He's been known to go there every so often. Um, if he's at A the Vene- <laughs> so if when he he's at the Venetian and, and he wants to go have dinner, what's what's the benefit of of him doing the app versus just doing it on his on his phone? And then my second oh. my second question to that is is the oh two parter. This is a two parter. What's the <laughs> What's the um the cost? Who picks up the cost of him doing that? I'm not sure if I'm okay. clear on that. Good, good questions. So the f- the first question is that on our smart cloud platform, um, we can place the first five or first ten of those so that we can promote your hotel. So let's say you have five restaurants and five bars. We can do the first ten of them scrolling down is promoting yours. They each come with with a, a nice write-up as opposed to, you know, I haven't I haven't used um, Google too often, but it's a nice write-up. You can uh, connect and make reservations right there. Um, you don't have to leave the platform. You can you can actually post on social media without leaving the platform. So it's more convenient to the guests and it's it is all geocentered. Um, to the hotel, so you're gonna know exactly where everything is, just like just like Google. But I think that the the system is more uh, user friendly than Google gives more information, and um, it it can be kind of geared towards the experience that the hotel wants the guests to enjoy. So that there is a little bit of you know we can. Um, and so one of the other things that we've been doing is, so if we've, we're tracking all this data, we've got people tracking the data. And when we see that your hotel is sending 200 people a month to the New England Aquarium, all right, we reach out to the New England Aquarium and say, hey, we want to get this um, set up so that we could offer a buy one, get one free from Brian's hotel. 
And so your guests are going to get a deal just for being your guest. All right. What most people in the business do, and you know, you talk about money. Do you know, do you know how much money uh, Hilton honors pays Google every time they send someone through that actually signs up? No idea. No, it's at least 28 bucks. Okay. At least $28. We're, we're getting them there for nothing. You know, it's a huge benefit to using, having the guest use the system, you know? So I think, I think that that's the one differentiation that, um, and, you know, Google, Google has a lot going for it. We actually use Google, Google, we use open table. We use a bunch of resources when we curate a hotel. Um, and this is worldwide. The only place that, that we cannot go right now, um, I don't think anyone wants to go to it now. Uh, we can't go to go to China uh, right now uh, for some legal reasons. And um, I, I think that uh, maybe Turkey might be the other place. But there's very few places on, on the, the globe that we can't turn this on where it's going to uh, communicate. And so as far as the cost is concerned, so there is a build fee. And the build fee, I think the average build fee is about $2,000. Um, and that's to get all the detailed information set up. And um, then it's $99 a month. It's like having a cell phone. Now, the interesting thing is that if uh, if that $2,000 is a hindrance to you choosing this, there are people out there that would love to pay for the build, all right, in exchange for putting a, a MasterCard or Capital One or American Express pop up on there. All right. They're more than happy to foot the bill. But I think for the best guest experience, if I was a hotel, I would just pay my developer 10 hours worth of work and and, um, you know, get on with it because it ninety nine dollars a month. It's like it's like, you know, a cell phone. I mean, that's less than I wish my cable bill was ninety nine dollars a month, you know. So anyways, that. As far as the cost is concerned, what feedback do you have as a hotel guy? Do you think that's prohibitive? Well, um, it's hard because I don't. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> thankfully, that's not something that's on my uh, on my worry list. I am too many other things. But my my so my thought because I was thinking about and reading about the product and and sort of going through some of the things that we've already talked about. I look at it more as. Okay, there's like I said, there's a cost to everything that you're gonna do that's gonna try to promote business, right? Um, so to me, it's how are your everyday travelers gonna gonna use the site, use the app, right? So my I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out um, as you sell the as you sell and promote it, um, what's differentiating you from to and you made some great you made some great ones, great differentiators between between Google. And just you know, to your to your point about you know the pay you know the the brochures and they're normally outdated anyway and all that stuff and but I think it's interesting because there's kind of like two ends to the app. Am I correct by saying that? There's almost there's it almost communicates two different ways from destinations that are that are commonly used. That sounds like there could be an option for new people coming in to a specific hotel. Right, and then also on the on the end of people that are coming in for the first time, learning about this place that might be a good spot, whether it's a restaurant, whether it's 
SeaWorld, Dis- something within Disney, and all that, all that good stuff. Well, I think I think that uh, the main thing that is um, getting local has everyone kind of smoked on is that the QR code that feeds into a live smart platform as opposed to QR codes that go to a document. So if there's a restaurant opening up down the street from you, they open, it shows up on your guest thing is, you know, one block away. We don't have to wait for someone to update a document because it ties directly into um, Google Maps and all, all kinds of other resources. So um, because because it's live and you can get quick information out and on Google, on Google, I, it would cost a ton of money, I think, to uh, to do a pop up for your happy hour. You know, if you want if your happy hour is low and you want to do five dollars off apps from two to six or something like that, you can steer business where you want the business to be. And that you cannot do with Google. Understood. And you made that point earlier about being able to personalize your hotel's version of the app to get people to come to your own um, Hilton Blue places. Yeah. Whatever whatever. your font is. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever that, yeah, whatever that is. So, um, I'm curious to someone like someone like Derek and Brett, because they travel, they travel a lot this summer. Like when I'm curious what their perspective is on something like this and if they would if they would use it. So, you know, obviously when I'm in a new area, especially if I haven't traveled somewhere, like we're going to Vegas, I know a good portion of because I've been there so many times. But recently I went to Gettysburg. I've never been there. So to look to find out, and I may not be touching this time if I'm not, because we we jumped in late. Um I don't know the area, so I'm picking. I'm trying to pick a hotel or trying to pick an area where that hotel is located, so it's in a, in a general spot where it's around everything. Whether it's restaurants, scenic things to do, I'm not driving a ton to where I want to go. Um, so Gettysburg was one of them, and then prior to that, it was, it was Hollandale, Florida. I've been down to Florida. My brother knows the area, but we were we were close to the racetrack. We wanted somewhere, but both instances, I didn't know the area. And I was trying to I was trying to get a hotel that would fit what I was looking for price wise location and everything else is that what you're well, yeah well actually there is another um aspect of the company that deals with the um the convention visitor bureaus and the um communities and community um groups that promote their members like a, a cvb will um and my counterpart uh liz gilbert is running that and i can certainly forward gettysburg information to her that's what she would do to set it up for hotels um to be part of that my my job is to get into every hotel in the united states that's what i was hired to do so we're tackling that from two things one is we're just uh reaching out to every friend that i have in the business which has been a lot actually and uh just getting them turned on to the system and showing them how easy it is to put into place and you know you talk about how you use it so you can put a qr code on the front desk you can put it on the concierge desk um but if you put it on your key cards that's the highest percentage of the usage when we have them on the guest room key uh, inserts. So that will will bring it up. People just I refer to it for whatever reason it, it scores best when we do that. 
So if you had, if you had that, you know, looking for a place to stay or whatever it says on, you know, on pickets, pickets, charge fence or whatever, right. Um, then you could put up, pull up hotels as well as restaurants, as well as activities and, and uh, tours and, you know, all kinds, all kinds of stuff, anything that has entertainment value. And, and our developers are pretty thorough about when they're resourcing something, uh, they really put a lot into it. You can see, I'll, I'll send you guys all some some demos that you can click on and, and check out. Um, but so did that answer your question? Yeah, no, it did. Because when I was, the other thing about when I was in Gettysburg too, which was really, it may tie into what you do is the hotel we stayed at, we wanted to buy tickets for some tours. Um, and rather than me having to go into downtown, which wasn't that far anyways, or trying to find a spot, the hotel itself said, no, you can buy the tickets through us. Right. So it made it everything centralized. Why well, didn't I have to go crazy? I could just buy the tickets there. And we went, and it wasn't like I had to go somewhere specific. So that was key, um, as well as trying to, you know, you did answer my question about the hotel. We've been to Gettysburg, and the hottest part was me locating somewhere to stay. So, um, but the two, but the second thing, which I did, I liked a lot was, I go down there and I can buy tickets for mostly anything that they offered over at Gettysburg. Right. Well, if, if when they uh, get getting local in there, you'll be able to do it from your guest room. You don't have to go to the front desk. And, and that's what I was, that's what I was saying. If that's what you're, yeah. you know, the, 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 your step to getting involved, that's key as well, because again, using a QR code, which most people are getting used to, they're coming back now, like before they, they disappeared, but now they're coming back. Um, that's that's as well because then I can click on it and I don't have to I don't have to start going through the process of getting in touch with someone and just it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, well, you know the the fact that we can get people into an app without downloading an app is a huge advantage. Eighty six percent of the people in our research said they do not want to download another app. Reason being, they have too many apps on their phone already. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I don't know how it was for your Gettysburg trip, but three out of four events that are booked in the local area are done within 24 to 48 hours. So it's all yeah. kind of last minute, last oh, minute yeah. decisions. So and, you know, the hotel might have, you know, 10 tours that are listed as their preferred and they have an agreement with them, but there could be 30 tours. You know what I mean? That they don't even know about, or they're not the big, most popular one. But you know, if you wanted to find out something specific, maybe it would be the best one for you. So, being that they're they're out there, we're going to capture that, and it's going to be on the list, and you're going to see it's two miles away. So, yeah. Anytime I go um, into like, if I'm going to go somewhere, like I, I see on the, the app, and if I'm speaking out of term two here just you can smack me or whatever but, <laughs> um but like in there you can like i like to see the lay of the land right i'd like to to get down there like to my brother's point like you find out your hotel and then you kind of a lot of times i'm using a map and i just kind of zoom in to see like what restaurants are there and then you jump in between apps you're jumping between yelp and a whole bunch of other things so it sounds like your thing, your your app is doing everything all in one and kind of giving that lay of the land without having to jump app to app to app. Am I correct or did I? You are one hundred percent correct. And and if you sat through my presentation, I know <laughs> uh, you would see that that's one of the things that we cover because it it is very important um, for ease of use. 
you know, um, it, you know, it's quick, it's easy, it works really, really well, and guests love it because mm-hmm. main thing is they don't have to download it, and that you know, I don't know what kind of patents are involved, but this is technology that uh, these gentlemen wrote. You know, so someone asked me, "What are you using on the back end?" I'm like, "It's just." algorithms and code and that's all it is you know so it's not we didn't use an out-of-the-box package to put this together Tom, the three guys are very intelligent on many things mm-hmm. code is not one of them yeah. <laughs> you sounded like you sound like jason bateman over there from couples retreat <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, he's, he's my he's by the way he's my favorite he's got a great commercial on that. you gotta sit through um, my presentation <laughs> so, so, <laughs> Tom, I want to, you know what? Um, I was gonna say a few minutes ago, us old guys trying to figure out QR codes. Um, and Derek's kind of right, I feel like they were the thing, and then they kind of went away, and then they came back with COVID because everyone was, um, everybody was scanning, you know, the menus and stuff. So, walk us through the, the, the process. You know, you check into a hotel room, go into your room, and you is the way you pitch it to a hotel is they put the you put the QR code somewhere. In the room from the guest arrival, they scan it, and then we're not going to be do, do a product presentation because we're not going to do not the visual. We are going to do a YouTube or an Instagram so you can show us how it how it works. But kind of give us that logistical walkthrough of how it how a guest interacts with the product. So, you know, you walk into a hotel. It's eleven forty two p.m. You've been traveling since six a.m. And so the desk clerk is going to say, hey, if you'd like a list of local restaurants, just click click on this QR code. Now, people are getting used to clicking on QR codes. They might do it at the front desk. If they don't, you know, we can put that code on a kiosk, right? You can also put it on the elevator if there's a digital uh, display in the elevator. And then when they check, when they check or enter their room, the first thing they're going to do turn on the TV, right? And then we can put it there as well. So even if they didn't scan it at the front desk, it's kind of in the back of their mind. And when they see it, you know, usage percentages indicate that, you know, at least 20% of the people are clicking on this and using it. So, um, so anyways, that's, that's how it works. And, and if it's on your key card, that percentage jumps by about 5%. So, you know, it, it is very user-friendly. We're, we're gathering information from every hotel that has this and putting together statistics. Those, those stats could change in 30 days, you know, by up or down. And, you know, hopefully as more people are aware and more return guests are using it to book their reservations, we're going to see those percentages increase as well. Yeah, I think that's key so, right there. I mean, because... You put all something where, by my brother, so you're not bouncing around from app to app to find something, especially when it comes to food, too. Food's another big thing, right? You don't know. I mean, like, you know, you, you can review. It's got only knows, you know, what someone's taste is not another one's. And then, how, you know, one person, a couple of people with bad reviews, and it knocks down the review score so much because of that. Um, I think the same people that are staying in the same area, it's perfect. Well, I'm not getting a local review. I'm getting someone who stayed there. Hey, yeah, go to this restaurant. It's, it's worth it, you know, you know, or it's a long wait, whatever. But it helps the person who's traveling. Yeah, and especially that you can click through and either call or make reservations if they have that set up. 
is is a plus too. You get it done in five minutes, your reservations 10 minutes away, whatever, you just walk down and walk in. But that's what I love about Open Table or any of the other apps where I can just make a reservation. I I I get aggravated sometimes when I don't see a certain restaurant. I'm like, it's, you're making my life more miserable. I like I want to be able to. I can do it like a week in advance or or or, or a few days in advance or that same day. I just make the reservation. I don't have to talk to someone. I just make it, and if it's not if it's full, it's full. And I know bounce off to the next one, but at least I already know. Hmm. Yeah, I I uh, think it's frustrating. There are you know Open Table is is across the country. But there are some little local listings, too. And we like to give people options as far as, you know, okay, you got a four-star restaurant across the street, but there's also a pizza joint that you couldn't make reservations in, but that's two blocks away as well. You know, so when we curate it all, we're going to dig up all of those little places as well. Little holes in the wall, right? Yeah, that's yeah, the big yeah. part. That, that's yeah. the huge part. I mean, even like when we went to Saratoga, Derek, like, you sometimes find in a good restaurant downtown, like there's the main strip in the uh, the main street there. And some of them are good, but then like would be fine. We found a, um, you know, a hole in the wall just in like a plaza, an Italian joint. Um, and then find the nose that, that to me, I'd rather go to those than be a little bit in a secluded area, like, you know, more away from all the, the madness sometimes. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have those choices, right? Yeah. Cause there's exactly. a time for each. You know, Brian's so. a big guy. He he loves the madness, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's that's funny because I think about I think about a place like Vegas, and you know, I haven't been there in the longest time. I mean, I've been to busy. Like, I mean, I've been to busy places in Florida, Orlando, whatever. But Vegas, um, you know, it's just the frenetic activity. But I thought, Tom, what I thought was interesting is like a Vegas hotel that has fifteen different restaurants just in the hotel. You know, that's it. Seems like okay, you're at this place. You're there during a convention. They're all sold out. You're not going to get into it if you didn't make a reservation a week ago. It seems like your app would be that normal thing you would just click on to see to see what that next obvious choice is. Because someone like me, I don't know Vegas. I don't know the restaurants out there. Well, if I'm in a city right. that I that I'm not familiar with, it seems like that app would be would be would be something that would be um would be helpful if you're not familiar with the area. You know what's what's really interesting about Vegas is that even though um, there are tons and tons, it, we were in like the MGM quarter, right? We had Excalibur, Luxor, and um, Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. So we yeah. we were in there, and MGM actually has um, a QR code that'll take you to ticket sales and everything. But there's no apples to apples comparison as far as the graphics are concerned, ease of use. And then the um, the other thing is that those restaurants, even though they're all within that um, that corridor and all around the hotels, they all have different street addresses. I was yeah. I was tooling around on it because you can change the location to anywhere and all these individual restaurants and maybe they're all because they're. They get mail. They're not all run by the hotels. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're like franchisees or whatever. So, um, and, you know, if I was in Vegas, I would um, definitely have that. And I would stack my 10 restaurants as the first ones, you know, mm-hmm. located on the lobby level yeah. or whatever. So you know? let's um, let's go into the, the location privacy stuff that I saw at, on your website that speaks to it. So people like yeah. me don't trust 
I think like you too, and probably like I think these other two guys don't trust anybody. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll edit that out. Um, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> uh, no, but you know, it, it's funny. You, the, the website um, does proactively um, confirm that you do have to obviously have your location services activated. So, Tom, is that something when you're pitching the product is asked? Is it a concern? I mean, when you go somewhere, you got to put your you got to put your location services on to know where the heck you are and where to get to, right? So, is that something that right. is even an issue? It's it's definitely an issue every day. So, basically, uh, part of, part of this is that, and a big part, and I should have mentioned it earlier, is that uh, when you have a guest go to hotels.com or Expedia and they book your hotel, they might have been in your hotel, but they're not your guest. There's an intermediation clause with Expedia and all of these OTAs that says that you're not allowed to reach out to them. You're not allowed to talk to them. You're not allowed to do anything after marketing or anything like that. The second they click on our QR code, that changes. In order for us to get information from the guests to cover the PIIs, we have to ask them to either enter their phone number or their email. And so we do a pop-up. If you wanted to gather information on all the OTA reservations, we do a we do a pop-up that asks if we could gather your information. And if you agree, you put your phone number or your email, whatever you want. And then you as a hotel can then aftermarket them and ask them to come back next time they're in Chicago or wherever your hotel is. So that's how we get around that. But without doing that, without them expressly uh, okaying this, then um, we can't we can't give out any information or we're in violation of PII. So, but they're they're watching it very closely. We have we have a bunch of people that that's really all they're doing is to make sure we're not violating any of these very important laws. Put together a, a long list of people that are interested, and especially when they see how easy you're making things on your platform because this is branded with your brand, your colors, your everything, it should feel the same as if you were going through your sales kit. And that's another thing that you can have on there is your sales kit. So, and, yeah, it sounds like you, you know, could, you could tailor, you could tailor the experience of the app, which I think is a major feature of it, feature benefit for, for a hotel. Yeah. Um, I want to ask, about, I'm sorry, I'm going to do the double question again, Derek. <laughs> um, confusing. Another two Another two one, a, Here we go. one A, one A, um, is this app, um, designed only for for large hotels is there is it a is it a, something that might be affordable for even small hotels like 80 keys 90 keys kind of thing mm -hmm. well i mean you know we're we're uh also approaching brands as a general brand and i think we could make it very affordable for smaller hotels and we're we're approaching a lot of hotels that are that run a two and three star service level and they need this more than any of them so when we're you know if we do it if we do a build for you know one particular hotel and it's the same brand then we don't have to start from scratch to do the second one we just curate it so the cost goes down in, enormously and and we're pitching we're actively pitching to entire brands and setting up price structures that are going to meet what they need yeah. The, the other part, and you, you and I talked about this, I think, when in Vegas, or we've talked about it a lot, I feel like, is, is staffing. We, I think we In one of our first episodes, we were talking about 
coming out of COVID, going to going to some of these restaurants, and you know there was one person when there should have been ten. Um, and I know Brett dealt with it personally on um, coming out of COVID. Um, it's still an issue, though. Still, an it's issue. still, it's yeah, it's still, it still remains. Which is kind of what the question is: is um, does the current staffing of hotels make it make your app even more needed by by guests because you don't necessarily have someone at hotels that provide the service? Absolutely. I mean, I can't tell you the horror stories that I heard just last week in Vegas about trying to find good help that's interested or I was talking to someone, they said that they checked into a hotel and they asked the desk clerk where, where a good bar is. And they said, I don't know. I'm not from around here, you know? And like when I, when I was at the front desk in 1982, okay. It was your job to know where absolutely everything was around there. You know, and so I don't know if if um, a lot of people take it as seriously as I did, we did. You know, but it's a it's a staff enhancer. You got to, you know, your your hotel world goes like this: you've got to have a beautiful hotel to get the rate, so it's going to cost hundreds of millions of dollars to fix that place up, so that you get a decent rate. And so what do you do? You're reducing staff because the only thing that matters is when the most recent renovation was, they're not asking you how many desk clerks do you have on when you check in a thousand people, you know? Um, but you have to give your staff the tools so that they can be more effective. And, and, and what this is doing and we're tracking is that, you know, less people are going to the front desk to tie them up with questions about, local events or attractions or tours or anything so that they can focus on getting people in and getting people out. You know, you do only have two clerks where 10 used to be now technology wise, they can check in a lot more than we used to be able to do, but still, you know, you got to give them every advantage that, that they can because everyone is so overworked these days in the hotel business like to tie things back to us and kind of what we do. So someone like Derek, who um, is a part of a local, a local community in, in Salisbury, um, Salisbury Beach, Massachusetts, how could you, how could um, not hotels? I mean, you're not, you're not selling to a hotel. Could you sell to, you mentioned CBBs, right? So could yeah. you sell to um, small towns and that kind of thing that may, may have visitors that come in and, that's um, why you're staying there overnight and just there for the day. Yeah, we're, we are. We are currently working on um, a couple of small towns. I don't have the final thing signed yet, but it would be based on a city and and having all of the um, the the uh, hotels take part in it as well. So it's just like a combined effort. Um, to get it done. There's actually a neighborhood in Toronto. I don't know what it's called. It's not my deal. They've, they've been working on it for a while and a mall in Toronto that are using this and it's getting pretty rave reviews because you think about a mall and how easy it is like you're to find stuff. I know they have a kiosk, but you know, this will just give you walking directions, you know? So um it's it's working out really well and and you can't you can do it you could have gettysburg or any other town do it and if they're smart about it and we talk about it then we'll we'll get a deal 
that's very similar for all the individual hotels as well. So, you know, there is strength in numbers. And when we're addressing these larger groups of hotels, we're just trying to make it as economically, you know, possible. And um, so far, so good. We're getting a lot of buy-in. And, you know, I was interested to hear your feedback on the cost. Some people, the least people that you would ever expect it are having cardiac arrest over $2,000 build fee. And the ones that you would think would have an issue are like, no problem. You know, let's sign me up. So it's, it's interesting. You know, it'd be funny. I wish that we had um, Steve Cowan on because Steve was on our, was on a couple episodes ago. He just built, he just didn't build. He bought a hotel out in, out in Maine. I'd be curious as someone like him and his, his feedback on the, on the cost and right. how it maybe compares to other um, similar platforms or whatever that would provide it. Because to, to me, it's, you know, um, it's all about growth. You're trying to grow your, your business. Obviously, that's why, we, why we're doing this. That's why you're here. That's why we get all people come on because it's growth. So if you're, if you're investing, if it's, if, it's, if it's growth, it's investments, which seems to me to be, to be worth it. Well, you know, if someone, if someone has an issue with, with the uh, build fee, then like I said, you know, we can find someone that'll be happy to pay for it. I just, you know, I think that the best guest experience is not having too many pop-ups, you know? So, but they're, they're everywhere. Um, it's a, it's amazing in the short time that I've been here, which is six or seven weeks at how much I've learned about the back of the house, what the money that's going back and forth behind the scenes. I mean, no wonder Google's rich, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot of it. So, you know, Brian brings I'm up a good point. To save it. Brian brings up a good point about like, you know, like Maine, that's seasonal, like so also Salisbury, Hampton seasonal type of things. They don't have like a big market, you know, especially Salisbury. Hampton has, I think like the Ashworth, but they have like, you know, other smaller hotels and stuff like that. Um, how do you think that would apply to some like a seasonal towns like that? Do you think that they would be more inclined to, to, to get involved with that? Or is it something that, hey, you know what? Because I think that come in handy for a seasonal place. I, well, it can definitely come in handy. You know, I, I haven't uh, done one yet, but if you wanted it on for six months and off for six months, I'm sure we could structure a way to make that happen. You know, um, a friend of mine in the, hotel business i won't say who says if you can't sell it give it away you know we'll find a way to make it happen uh that is for sure so you know i'm just really excited to have something that i think is part of the next generation in the hospitality industry to keep it hospitable so how does like how far uh, in this might have been um talked about an initial part of this was in terms of the reach of getting local, like how far are you guys out there right now in terms of in, within the country, you guys? Yeah, it's, it's international. There's, we can't get into China and I think maybe Turkey right now. Um, but it is international. I'm working on a prospect in Ireland right now, which would be fun. And there is one that they were working on before I got here in Amsterdam. And I think Rotterdam, it's just a matter of turning on the local uh, information platforms, you know, and connecting with it. It's it's apparently, you know, I'm talking to developers. They're like, oh, it's a piece of cake. I, you know, I don't think I could ever do it in my wildest dreams, line up one of these sites. But 
but they're they're doing it they're doing it very efficiently and you know a simple build is you know 10 hours worth of work so you know and we've got the people so that if we sign up today you know i could have this up and running on friday for you you oh. know it really it's it's designed to be quick and easy and um and and really to uh enhance every facet of the business right so tom is there so, any data in terms of like where this isn't like implemented any data in the sense of like from staff or the hotel itself that you guys get back that like in sort of kpis and, and surveys and stuff yeah we are actually in the process of doing that right now we're working on setting up four pilot hotels for a group that has 275 hotels so that we can gather that a lot of the data that we that we have is you know as the company has started so you know like it 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 is up running functional and nice and smooth now but um throughout the five years that they were developing it they tried things here they tried things there so i don't think that any of the information that we gathered in that process would probably come over into the real market because of how it was focused. I think it would, it would be much higher. The stats that I have are very, very high. And I just don't know if they're going to um, kind of roll over into the real world once we get this out. But sure. we are seeing that, um, you know, like I said, 20% of the people are using it. All right. The downloads vary to 50, 70%, but a lot of them are not using it. They might just look at it and say, okay, I'll walk out here, but they're not using it to book a reservation or using it to set up a tour. So I think that that is just going to increase, but some, some of the, uh, the information, it, it would be impossible to roll over at 86% or something like that. It's just, mm -hmm. I don't think that's happening, but you never know, it might get there. And so the goal is to make people aware We've got a social media campaign. We've been written up in some industry magazines for going out and instead of asking for a higher commission on on stuff, getting deals for the guests that are using the system. So I'm I'm hoping that um, that you know we can make this a, a mainstay in the business and and have people rely on it. The best the best part for me is that it um, you can change the location. So you download it and then you wherever you are just put it in there and when we curate you know if we don't if we don't have anyone in tulsa oklahoma right now you're only going to get like open table mm. once we set up a property for whatever hotel is out there in tulsa then we'll key into about six or eight other resources to get better information um so when we have a build like right now if you if you do um Chicago or New York are the two best locations because we have the most amount of properties there, you mm -hmm. know, but mm -hmm. when we go into Boston, like when I look uh, in Boston, we don't have a Boston property yet. And I'm horrified by that. I've been working for six weeks and I want a Boston property um, or, or 20, you know, but um, it's, it's interesting because a lot of people think that they are already working on something like this. And when every time I dig into it and pull up these other systems, they're like, oh, we have it. The only reason that they say they have it, and it looks like this is because uh, it has a QR code, you know, but to, to have an easy download of a smart cloud platform that just like literally takes seconds, 
Um, not too many people are coming up with that. Are you you're looking on it right now? I'm looking at Salisbury hotels to see if those would qualify as. <laughs> I told you, I told you, this. small towels. small towels. No, you actually you know what you know. It's funny that I'm gonna. What I was thinking about, you know, my, the way my the way my ADD works in terms of how this product would, would work with someone who doesn't necessarily stay in hotels, but you have the RV people like my wife becoming an RV person. Is that is that somewhere on your rate? That's seasonal. That's a good. That's a good question. You know, because I was looking yeah, at Salisbury, you know, and it's the first thing that came up was this was the um, state reservation. Yeah, state so reservation. So I was thinking, you go to some, and I recognize you're looking at in Tom. For what it's, I under, you know, obviously I'm clear on the mission of big hotels, but you know, you're you're talking to three guys that small town guys, man. We're not big city. We're not the big lights guys. <laughs> I, yeah, Tom, I, also, I don't know if he was looking at that. He, he had a credit card in his hand. It looked like he was ordering something online. It's well, my Cinemagic gift card. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but that's, uh, a good, I, that's a good point. The answer, that's, I like but the answer to that is that we will definitely do a campground. You know, like I'm I'm thinking about like Sebago Lake Campground. Yeah, They're all like exactly uh, trailers or whatever. You know what I mean? On one side and you know, some of them are permanent homes, some of them are seasonal, you know, but those those big areas can benefit from this as, as much as anything anyone else. You know, it's it's just a matter of, of getting to them. Right now, I've got a prospect list that is like thousands of properties. I need to get this in every hotel in the United States. It's like all day long on the phone, you know, so... It's it's really fun. It's exciting, but I'm I'm just thrilled that we've gotten the support from um, from everybody. Hotel brand people have yeah. helped us out. We've got uh, individual properties that are trying to push it up. We've got you know like some people saying, "Oh, Marriott's working on this already, and it's going to yeah. roll out soon." And then when they see this, they're like, "Oh, it's nothing like that," you know. It's so. Yeah. so uh, I think just explaining the system and uh, showing everybody how it works, how much money, you know, it's going to take a little money to put into action, but how much money you can save in the long run. And, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Tom, I'm, you know, I'm picturing it. And it it's all about taking care of the guests. What? No, I, I was just picturing it from the hotel operator perspective in terms of, you know, like a Mar- so Marriott, for example, when they go to their ownership meetings and talking about this, they're talking about this app. To me, the number one benefit of it is you can drive traffic to your own outlets. Exactly. And that's and more than anything people are doing, because I think the average stay at a hotel is what? Two nights? Hey, 2.2 Nine or half? something? 2.9, you know, what is it? It's not short. So most of that is someone going to be eating. They're going to, okay, here's why you want to go to the hotel outlet. Here's, here's the great comments about it. Here's the stars. You know, so that, that to me is... Um, at least in my in my opinion, that's the number one number one feature because you can make I, money. You can drive your own features or your own outlets internally, you know, to to the guests through a third. I want to put I want to put fandangles on there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the website is gettinglocal.com. Um, G-E-T-T-I-N. Tom, yeah, G E T T I N. Gettinglocal.com. So, so Tom, give your uh, information on how hotel operators can reach you. Okay. T counts, T-C-O-U-N-T-S, at gettinglocal.com. My cell phone, 
So on your on your website, there's some great um, F, there's some great FAQs that are on there. Some of the stuff that we, some of the stuff that we talked about um, it outlines the different platforms. Something we need to talk about. There's different platforms of the of the app. Um, something so you can take a look take a look there. And then we didn't really go as much into the advertising piece of the app, but you talked about the pop ups, which I think is another great thing for um, yeah. operators to to know about too. Yeah, well, it it is an option, and I think that uh, it's a way to reduce costs for the individual hotel to get involved. Yeah. So, Tom, what is there anything you want to um, that we missed? Anything that we should? Anything that um, maybe because uh, we did cover a lot, and there's some stuff yeah. we didn't cover. But is there anything um, that we may have missed, or anything that you want to leave as a sort of a that one last important item for folks that would be interested in your product? Um. Well. I think that I can't overstate the value that we bring to the table and in the big picture, um, the hotels are going to win and the guests are going to win and the staff is going to win. And that's all there is to it. You know, so as far as getting local is concerned, I'm just thrilled with the way this is all coming together. I feel very lucky to be part of it. No, I was going to say, I, you know, I may have missed it in the beginning, and I know you mentioned it towards the end a little bit, but is there anywhere where you're getting locals actually live somewhere that people can yeah, actually? The Hotel Benjamin is a Sinesta property. Uh, we're in the process of signing a bunch of different hotels with Sinesta. So it's going to be their pilot program, um, and then we're hoping to roll it out in, in all or most of them. You know, there, there, can, there can be a couple of... Um, locations that don't benefit as much as others uh if you're a resort in the middle of nowhere and you want to keep people on property you don't you don't want getting local i think yeah. you know what i mean we can we can get you around the hotel um we can do a lot of stuff and give guest information etc but i've been told flat out from a couple of resorts there's no way anyone is going to want anything to do with this simply because we need to capture everyone all the time. And especially when they're an all inclusive, why yeah. would you go spend yeah. money somewhere else yeah. when you can get it there for free? Makes sense. Yeah. So, no, I agree. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to mention that, but it's all part of the deal, <laughs> you know? Well, to me, my, my takeaway is you, you, and we talked about a lot is you, you're really thinking about those, those big destinations where, you you know there's 15 restaurants within within a half a mile you're not familiar with the area you know there's not someone at that desk that can help personalize it for you a little bit so you know and that's the one thing i was going to try to kind of leave us on was you know the days of 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 having someone to talk to at every single hotel at nine or ten o'clock at night you know when you arrive you know those days are over i don't think realistically at most majority hotels i'm not talking about necessarily the vegas hotels but other hotels, you may or may not have that person sitting there. So, all right. So, Tom, thank you very much for joining us again. I think you're a three or, or a four timer on the podcast. Um, that puts you on the Three Guys Podcast Hall of Fame list, um, <laughs> highlighted by multiple people. Yeah, we just started the Hall of Fame list uh, today. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm happy to be on. So yeah. you're on that. You expect your free toaster in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> with our logo. Yeah. With our it's logo. the toaster Actually, has our picture. Yeah. When the, to- when the bread comes out, it's got a picture of us. So Actually, when you read like it, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. <laughs> so, uh, so Tom, right. thank you again. Good, good luck with um with getting local. Again, it's G E T T I N gettinglocal.com. Give give Tom a shout. Don't forget Amy's own the CBD oil. She's still working. She's still out there hustling. Um, I know she's. I know yeah, it's that she's time. doing great. So, yeah. So make sure you check out. So thank you again for checking out another uh, episode of the Three Guys Podcast. Have a great night.